Hey, it's JT on the mic. Let me talk to y'all. You know, people want me to apologize for how I feel about the now day church. Oh, you a leader in the church. You oversee many ministries and stuff. And I can't believe that you said this. I can't believe that you tore down this part of this. Yes. You know why you should believe it? I said it. And I said it with conviction because I understand that people are not looking for four walls. They're looking for a movement. They're looking for a place where they can feel comfortable, establish a relationship with God that will lead and guide them and to help them understand why, what and when is going on in their life right now. A lot of people are turning to believing that they tried everything else. And for the first time, they're saying, let me try God. And they're looking for someone that 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 that, that would represent what that is. And now we sit up here and y'all want me to sit and talk to you and apologize for sharing the truth about what we call this denominational push. We sit back and we make these people feel so uncomfortable because nobody wants to be a realist and say everybody doesn't have to operate this way when it comes to the things of God. And what I mean by operate this time, I'm not saying condoning sin, but we need to understand that people have sin that they need to work through. People are not where you are. And I'm not where you are. There's some things that I still need to work on. Paul says we all sin and come short of his glory. But when we understand that, I'm not saying that we should accept sin to be the norm. We're, I'm saying that when I find out that there's some sinful practices in my life, I'm going to repent. I'm going to ask God for deliverance. And I'm going to believe that once he accepts that, I move on for that. And from that point on, I believe that he's going to be the pillars that I need to make sure that I don't step back into that sinful practice as I move on to the next thing. But it's funny how y'all can get all up upset because I shared something about you who posed to be the super saint. You know, all holy, sanctified and all this stuff can't do no wrong. And at a time when we have this epidemic that hit the world, you're the last one to be heard. You have nothing to say. You're not out with no campaign of telling everybody God is able. I can't see your name being lit up and talk about how good he is and how he's keeping you. It's amazing how God didn't let the, 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 this virus hit your house, but you don't tell nobody about it. But as soon as this is over with, you're going to be the first one to testify about it. Why you ain't out there telling people? Why are you not the first? one on Facebook and talking about how you made it through the storm and encouraging others. What happened to all that? But yet you're going to tell me I shouldn't single out them. Yes, I am. I am going to single you out because all of us have a duty to do if we say we follow and believe in Jesus Christ. He told us, go out there and make disciples. Well, why are you quiet? If God has kept this thing away from you, and even if you fall victim to him, if you recover from this, what do you say? The Hebrew boy said, hey, you know what? If I die, I'm going to die. I understand. But I know he's able. But if I have to go into this fire and I don't become, I don't come back from it, I don't recover from it, I understand. I'm not saying that's you. But you got to understand your faith, you tell us, is based on that. But then now we see you all Mr. Quiet hiding in the corner. But yet soon the church door going to open, you're going to have a few words to say, oh, oh, how this and that. And yeah, you think somebody's going to be following you? So when the this, this stuff hit the fan, you wasn't there? When they needed somebody to talk to, oh, you put them on the back burner. You could be reaching out to your members and telling them this, that. I'm not going to harp over that. But how dare you feel them? I need to apologize. Man, I'm not apologizing for nothing. One thing I can tell you, you ain't got to listen to the podcast no more. You ain't got to be a Facebook fan or YouTube fan, as far as I care. But you're not going to stop me from talking with what I feel. See, when the truth hurts, you don't know what, you should have sat back and repented. God, I, I'm sorry I see myself in a shameful way. God, help me that I can do better and then do better. But me apologize, baby. 
You know, they say it's a cold day and you know where before that happened. I'm not even thinking about it. Yep, I see that somebody that got bent out of shape because I said that. You know what, people? I really don't care. I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, and I have a relationship with God, and that's all that matters to me. Do you think I care what you think? Because I really don't. You ain't asking me to preach in your church anyway. So what what am I going to do? You don't have a heaven nor hell to put me in just like I don't have one for you. But one thing I would tell you this, the word is right, and it says, but why don't you not sit back and seeing this is the very thing that, that was written in the Bible that's going to happen. When we start having division, we start having people coming up against each other. We start having these waves of, uh, of unexplained situations. And I told you in the last podcast, all this is doing is making room for the, for the Antichrist to rule over the now day, I guess, say church. Look at it. Look how many of the churches have hidden, hide. Stop communicating with others, panicking, waiting. Where's the positive statements that, what, did we, what was it, come by here, Lord, or we'll overcome this one day? Where are them songs at? Where is that reach out and talk about y'all stay strong through all this? I know it may look bleak, but I'm telling you, God is able. Look at what he's done thus far. Where are the testimonies of that? I'm not saying I don't see them on Facebook. I'm not saying I don't see it on YouTube. And I'm not saying that they're not streaming it. But what are you saying? But yet you can take the time to put your little comment on a post and say, I need to repent for that. That's wrong how I addressed it. That, really? Well, good. It'd be even great if I solicit, solicit your, your request or if I really cared about what you said. I don't care. I'm going to be here next week with another podcast. And I hope I provoke you enough to come and see what I got to say because guess what? You're helping me out. You helping me because somewhere, somehow, that message is getting through and you're getting upset and you're going to tell somebody what I said that made you so mad and you're sharing it with them. And guess what? You made another person upset. Hmm. Maybe you might upset the right person. And they make a change. Maybe you ever thought about you're the tool to carry my information out that I can get someone closer to Christ. Maybe I can get somebody to reflect on the ways that they're doing or how they're living and maybe make a change. I think I got a pretty good strategy. What do you think? Because you're the one sitting up here saying I should repent. You're the one sitting up here saying that I should retract what, retract what I said. And some of you even said I need to take it off. <laughs> Don't tune in no more. If you got that offended by what I said, did you do a self-evaluation of yourself? Why? You got upset because the truth hurts? Or maybe you chalked it off, I'm just an idiot or somebody that want attention or somebody don't know what to say. Or maybe you disencourage you why you don't ask me to come and preach to your church or, or do anything with sinner. Maybe this is why you don't call out my name. Or maybe you don't believe I'm saved. Maybe you don't believe I'm sanctified. Maybe you don't believe I'm called who I'm called. Guess what? I really don't care. Because the last time I checked, you didn't point me or anoint me. My God did. My God, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross. In a few days, we're going to be celebrating his death, burial, and resurrection. Yep. That's the one we're talking about, Jesus, you know. But you sitting up here now like we serve a different God. We're supposed to be serving the same God. We may react or interact differently, but at the end of the day, we trust on what the word says to guide us. Now, mind you, you haven't heard me say nothing about the denomination, not one of them. But yet you got offended because you felt I was talking about yours. You know what? I was. 
Because if you took it that I was talking about yours, I was. Now, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to make any changes? Are you going to sit back and say, man, I repent for treating people, God's people like this? Maybe I need to understand that I don't need to put all these um, restrictions on them. If they come, let God do his job. Maybe you will start for the first time realizing you don't have to act like you baby Jesus. I mean, I thought the Holy Ghost is supposed to lead in God and instruct us. Why don't you let him do his work and you stop doing his work for him? If a person comes to your sanctuary, come to your place of worship, and they're seeking God, then why don't you teach them how to deal, build a relationship and stop worrying about what kind of clothing gown? Because last time I checked, if somebody's dressed one way, I don't see you buying no clothes for them or you don't even offering them money. You don't know sometimes the people that come to the church, that's their best outfit. And sometimes they don't come to church because they don't have the best. Y'all make them feel that they need to be a fashion show. Now, I'm not saying that if you got good clothes, you shouldn't wear it. That's not what I'm saying. But see, sometimes you got to remember the audience that comes in there, they're looking at everybody else. And they feel shameful, especially if somebody's got like three outfits and you got 20. Every time you turn around, you in suits and ties or these glamorous dresses, hats and all that stuff. They feel like they can't fit in, so they don't go. And I'm not saying that you need to dress down and look like bums. And I'm not saying they're bums. But I know you have a certain status quo that you're accustomed to and you worked hard to get it. Hey, I commend you on that. But if somebody walk in the door that don't have that, why you treat them differently? Wait, what if their dress is short above their knees? They don't need you to flash them with that coat. And there's a lot of women that have um, top heavy. And they like to wear the little cut shirts so they can show their cleavage. That's them. If you don't like it, then stop putting them in the front where you got the video on it. You don't like it because probably your husband looking over there wondering. Or maybe somebody else got aroused by the very view of this beautiful person that come in, male or female. That's not your problem. You probably be there to get to worship. Now, as that person continues to go forth in that, I believe God will sit there and guide them and guide you to have a conversation that will bring a better, clearer, and understanding of how or what. And if not, you allow God to do it. But I'm here on the other side for you all that do go to these churches and then they have these guidelines. You know what type of church you're joining. You know what to expect. And if you're going there, understanding that they could be asking you to do this and that, and you join that church, shame on you. Don't sit up there and, and be a thorn in the nail. Don't sit up there and get upset and aggravated because now they're telling you that you can't wear this. You join the church knowing that. So it goes both ways. There's a church for everybody. There's a denomination for everybody. There's a ministry for everybody. Doesn't mean mine is the right one for you. But one thing I can say is right. What, no matter what you choose, what you, you practice, you should make sure that your relationship, connection with God is in place and that you have the leadership of the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you. If all that's in place, you're going to be all right, no matter what denomination you practice. But for you all who sat there and thought it was time for you to share your little thoughts, thank you. But ain't nothing going to change. If anything, you gave me something more to talk about for the next podcast. And then the next one probably after that. And I tell you, if you're really that troubled, you can really hit me up on my email. It's ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. And me and you can have an audience. You want to speak what you want to speak? I, I welcome you to the podcast. I can sit there and I can call you up and we'll bring you on. And we can freely talk about some of your concerns or your dislikes. I have no problem with that. Just as long as you remember it's my podcast. So I'll let you say whatever thing you got to say. But it's still going to be all to me in my podcast. So if you have something that you want to share or even something you want to talk about or something you want me to talk about, hit me up on that email. I'd be glad to hear from you. 
I'd be glad to talk with you about it. And if you want, I'll call you and we don't have to go on the air. We can talk on the phone, have some dialogue. We can even do a Zoom or Skype or whatever means that. So we can see a face-to-face if you want. I'm not hiding behind nothing. But I tell you what, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to win you over. I just want to provoke a thought. And maybe that thought may be to change. Or maybe it's to keep doing what you're doing. Or just maybe you may be able to share something with me that make me change. That make me look from another perspective. I'm not fearful of that. I'm big enough to get up here and apologize if I felt I did something wrong. But in this case, no, I said what I felt. Again, this is my podcast. And I thank you for tuning in. And I thank you for your comments. I hope I say something to make you change. But you know one thing I did achieve? For you that Adam comments, I got your attention. Maybe that's all I was shooting to do. Hey, share this podcast with somebody. Somebody may want to hear this and it'll make a change. With all that being said, listen to this, you all. I want to leave you with this note. It doesn't matter how you see my views. It doesn't matter if you believe in what I believe in. But the one thing I want you to understand, if you have established a relationship and a connection with Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, let him lead and guide you. Let him direct you. Never let no man or woman come up and tell you how you're supposed to live. Now, I'm not going to say that God won't give you people to help you. But I believe if your relationship's in place, he'll lead you to who to hear from and who to cut off. I'm just saying. Trust in the connection that you have established, the relationship that you have established, and the understanding that you're getting from that connection and relationship. And if God leads you to be wherever you be and do what you do, and that, then let it, let, it, let it guide you. And I promise you, if you're doing something wrong, the Holy Ghost is going to convict you. Then it's up to you to make that change because the one thing that God has not taken away from us is free choice and free will. Exercise it as much and as often as you need. Just make sure that you stay in tune with what you believe in. Hey, that's what I do. They're not going to like you. They're not going to love you. But at the end of the day, as long as you and God are intact and you're happy, that's all that counts. So until I talk to you again, spiritual breath, I'm out.